Should they stay or should they go? Buffalo Bills free agent edition. Along with the Sabres' recent collapse after the All-Star break. All of this and more on this edition of the Buffalonian Podcast. All right, let's go. back with the Buffalonian podcast. I'm Joe Callie. As always, I'm joined by none other than Dom Loss. And Dom, coming off of another week of the Bills offseason, it was Pro Bowl weekend. We saw the most prestigious NFL award, NFL game. They played Madden head-to-head. I, I feel like we hit a new low with that one. But uh, the Sabres also last night were both at that game. Just a dumpster fire there. I, mean, I, I had to ask you a question about the Sabres. Okay, all right. Have you been to a game without me this year? Because I... I've been to one without you. I went with my brother Patrick to this Kraken game and they got killed. I'm 95% sure I'm like 0 and 4, 0 and 5. I don't think we have. No, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. I'm like one. We're one. I'm one and four because they did win that Tampa Bay game that you and I went to. Yes. Time. And the Red Wings game. Tage had the Hattie last year. Remember that? I'm talking about this year though. Oh no. Okay. Okay. This, this year, year we went to the Red Wings game with four of us and we they lost. Yes. This year, I that was my first game I've gone to without you. I think. But I, I was told so. You have to go to a game without me in attendance and see if like it's just me. Okay. All right. Yeah, we'll have to see. It could be very well. Could be honestly. I mean, again, we'll get into that the second half of the the show. But it's just nothing, uh, nothing fantastic out of it here uh, with <laughs> with the Buffalo Sabers, unfortunately. So anyway, we're talking Bills. You know, we'll have a Super Bowl pregame show coming up this weekend for you. Uh, we're gonna do that around Friday or Saturday. We'll figure out a time. We'll let you know. We'll announce it on social media, on X, whatever you want to call it, Twitter, anywhere. Uh, but right now, in this Bills offseason, we're in week, what, week two, three, something like that of the offseason, counting down the days until the season starts again, but got to be week three. Uh, just quick, we're going to get into some free agents. Should they stay? Should they go? But first, I think uh, we, we, we should bring up some additions to the Bills coaching staff. What do you think? Couldn't agree more. All righty. Well, Ronald Curry is now the quarterback's coach. Jamil, I can't say his last name. How do you how do you say it? A-D-D-A-E. Adai. Adai is the cornerback's coach from the University of Miami. That's the photo they have up there. The U. The U. And then Christian Taylor is the defensive quality control coach. Whatever that means. Interesting enough. Yeah. So three new additions to the Bills coaching staff. They've been making coaching moves so far this offseason. That's been the big stories coming out from week to week with Ken Dorsey and um, – why am I blanking on his name? Babbage. Bobby Babbage. You mean, you mean Joe Brady? Yeah, what did I say? Ken Dorsey. Oh. <laughs> well, there is news with Ken Dorsey as well. I, but anyway, Joe Brady and Bobby Babbage are the offensive and defensive coordinators. And now we have Curry, Ade, and Taylor. I'm butchering that name. It's like you and Adai, Babbage can't, yeah. can't get but, it right. But what do you think? How do you feel about these coaching hirings? Uh, well, we, first, we, we still, I believe – as of right now, don't do not have a defensive line coach because Eric Washington <laughs> left. And I mean, there's been speculation that they would potentially maybe just 
um, their assistant defensive line coach, Marcus West, who's been very impressive. Maybe it's him, but we haven't got an announcement about that. But, yeah, we did talk about how it would be good to have different eyes yes. in the building. I think a, a bigger kind of maybe fallout from some of these decisions is John Butler, the passing game coordinator and defensive backs coach uh, for the Bills left. Well, uh, from last year left. Uh, we d- don't know where. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I- obviously, it seemed like the writing was kind of on the wall earlier today <laughs> when they uh, hired a die to be the cornerbacks coach. Yeah, they kind of had that coming. Um, so I don't know if it's another you know Eric Washington situation where they got he got passed over. Yeah, maybe someone got a truck and he didn't. He got bitter about well, it. Well, he got passed know, over like by that. Babbage to be the defensive coordinator, maybe. So maybe yeah. he doesn't see himself as a, you know, a candidate to uh, be promoted within the organization anymore, and he has to go outside. Kind of similar. Honestly, it's kind of funny. Similar to what Ronald Curry was happening with the Saints. He was, you know, with the Saints for a long time under Sean Payton. He was, yeah. Wide receivers coach. You know, when Michael Thomas went off, then he was the quarterbacks coach. Now I believe his title was like passing game and all that you know passing game coordinator and just getting strung along if you will yeah Yeah. and Mm -hmm. he got passed over uh for the offensive coordinator position last year uh and obviously that didn't go well because they fired their offensive coordinator (laughs) um and apparently they offered him the wide receiver coach position he declined and wanted this opportunity as the quarterback's coach so i like it from uh you know it's a different voice obviously this is a I think a coveted position in the NFL because Josh Allen's the quarterback is now two times over that um, the quarterback's coach has then become the offensive coordinator within this organization, mm-hmm. Ken Dorsey yes. and Joe Brady. Uh, so you – a success rate of 100% of getting, you know, within a couple of years getting an offensive coordinator position. Yeah, getting that opportunity. Even Ken Dorsey gets a second one. Um, right, coming off of – the firing midseason, he goes to work with the creep in the Browns. So we'll see how that goes. He's for a him. fantastic human being. He's a fantastic <laughs> human being. He did break his silence a little bit on the Bills stuff, though. He did make a comment on it and just basically said, "I went back and reviewed." That's all he really said. No, he said it was the head coach's decision. Well, yeah, we knew that though. No, I mean, that, 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 that is exactly that, what McDermott said. said. He did. He said it. And McDermott, if you go back to the quote, it was my decision and mine alone. You know, well, so, sure. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not, yeah. it's not like getting McDermott in, tr- in trouble. But no, like, no, right. Yeah, I feel so, like they kind of go out of the way of saying that, but. No, I, I think you know we talked about this little, little last week about the quarterback coach position. Um, you want to get a fresh eyes, yeah. Not kind of, just, I mean, there's a lot of good quality, you know, assistant coaches still in the Bills organization, but I don't think it was been the right decision to just um, hire from within. I think getting another, yeah, fresh eyes. They, Robert Curry, oh, Robert Curry, not Bobby Curry, our buddy. Ronald Curry. <laughs> I know. We're all over the uh, place. New setup, uh, new uh, everything. Uh, I don't know if you could tell, but go uh, ahead. Ronald Curry and Joe Brady did spend time together with the New Orleans Saints, so that's kind of – it shows, I think, that McDermott's letting Brady kind of pick who he wants uh, to be on the offensive staff. And uh, I'm excited for it. Again, he, this guy has had experience with Sean Payton, Jim Harbaugh. So, mm-hmm. it's again, it's it's – Looks like the offense is going to, you know, maybe it's going to be similar in some aspects, but I think we're starting to see Joe Brady and get, you know, his guys, his guys Mm -hmm. to kind of put his offense on the table. Yeah. And that's something we've said could be interesting to see all season is when Joe Brady gets a full off season with this Bills Mm -hmm. offense, what are we going to see next season? Are we going to see? Um, I, you heard Josh Allen say it, we're going to do simple better. And that might be something we've said at redundancy for the past 
I don't know, a year and a half with Ken Dorsey, I would say. They're just too complicated. A lot of things were too complicated. They're going to do simple a lot better per Josh Allen, per the words of the quarterback. So we're going to hope that stays true. But Joe Brady looks to be getting his guys in there, and I think that is, like you said, going to lead to that happening down the stretch, which will be great. Yeah, and then, again, just with a die has a lot of experience in college at the University of Georgia, at the University of Minnesota the last two years mm-hmm. at the U. Uh, there's a pretty good safety named Cameron Kitchens who may be available at pick 28, so who knows? Maybe who that's knows? You know, safety is a need, as we're going to talk about in a second here at the free agent. So, uh, yes. And then Christopher – I mean, Christian Taylor, I mean, that must have just happened because I didn't see a lot about it, but uh, he's a William & Mary guy, so <laughs> – Oh, yeah. <laughs> Joe Brady's a really married I mean, but he's a defensive assistant. Um, but Sean McDermott's also a really married guy, so Yeah, I listen Add, adding to the tree of William and Mary with it's like it's like McDermott's now separated himself so f- much from the Panthers, you know, from his time with the Panthers, <laughs> now being seven, eight years, that he just has to go all the way back now but to William Yeah, Mary. because the Bills staff was almost Panthers two point oh at one point mm-hmm. with how many uh how mu- how much staff was from there, but and before we get into the free agents, yeah, Leslie Frazier got hired as the defensive assistant um in Seattle. Oh. Look at that. I didn't know that Mike, actually. Mike Mike uh Mike McDonnell Mike Mike McDonald. Donald, wow. you have Mike McDaniel on the mind. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's bad, a bad name day for me, but he went from the defensive coordinator to, from Baltimore to the head coach of Seattle, and oh, there we go. I, I do have one question, Un- completely unrelated, Bills related. Okay, kind of shooting off Just, the cuff here. Yeah, on the on the top of your head, what's up? Ben Johnson decides to say no to the Commanders. Just doesn't want to be head coach. Do you think that was a good move or a bad move? I think that was a bad move. I don't okay. know. I feel like it could be considered either or. Like you, that people can. De- the commanders aren't really showing they're going a lot of places. The enemy's not coming back as their offensive coordinator. For mm-hmm. me, that's a big red flag. What's going on there? All that stuff. But um, I, I think it could have been a mistake on his end. Why? What do you think? No, I, I, I think there's been, well, there's been like really a lot of talk about. It. I think Wa- Washington on the athletic like had like a hit piece on him. Yeah. <laughs> about how he like screwed them <laughs> over. Yeah. Um. I mean, I kind of respect that. I mean, if you're in a stable situation, obviously you want he he's in a good situation, calling plays for those those skills position players, and mm-hmm. obviously he's very good at his job because he's very coveted. Um, I'm not. I I would have expected if it was Washington under the the Snyder uh you know ownership group, mm-hmm. but now with Josh Harris, I I don't know. If, uh, new ownership, you'd think new ownership means they'd like to spend money. Um, the number two picks, you kind of. In a way, you get your cho- your 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 pick at quarterback. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I, I think I, I I you know I think if I was a I guess listen if you're comfortable being a coordinator, sure. I just I don't know what other, I guess he's betting on not only himself but he's betting on the coaching market that there'll be more um you know, better jobs. Yeah, you know, with maybe Dallas coming available with McCarthy, maybe on the last uh, he is on the last year of his contract. Uh, heck, maybe he thinks the Bills are going to be available. But, uh, <laughs> maybe you never know. I don't know. I, th- I think wa- especially Washington, you kind of would have expected to kind of be in like a rebuild, so you would have had time to build your team. Like you know, yeah, you they- wouldn't have been under the microscope so quick. You would have like, kind of. Lo- Lovey Smith got fired after one season of Houston because that yeah. was an awful situation. Like, I think he would have had time, and I think he would have. But listen, some people just aren't ready to be head coaches, and he probably got a significant raise from Detroit. I'm just, I, I know it's completely off topic, but I, I, I just found that to be a little, 
you know, you, you think you want to, you know, there's only 32 of those jobs in the entire world. Do you think, you know, when you're covered in for one, you would... I, know, I could understand him saying no to, like, the Panthers, because that's a bad job. But, like, yeah. Washington... I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of positive. Now I don't know because I just wrote a hit piece on him. So like, yeah, well, you never yeah. know. But maybe there was some stuff behind the scenes. Yeah, you have the new ish owner looking to turn things around. You could have been a part of that. Like, I feel like it was kind of a mistake. But getting back to the Bills here, yes, there's right. a long list, twenty-two exactly, free agents that the Bills could either keep or just let walk. So we're gonna go through one by one real quick here, and just off the cuff. Yes or no? What do you think? Okay. You ready? Yeah, with the new mics, that, that's now really <laughs> resonated. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I knew, just a disclaimer for the listeners out there, too, if you can't already tell. We are starting to fiddle with a new setup here. Um, we're getting away from some older technology, starting to move into some newer stuff. So we're learning, too. So this is uh, an experience for all of us right now, this first time with it. So bear with us if there's anything goofy happening. But as of now, I think it sounds all right. We'll see. We'll see in post. We'll, we'll have to fix it in post, like every director in Hollywood says. Fix it in post. But player number one on the chopping block, free agency, Micah Hyde. As you said, safety issue in Buffalo. We're yes. going to need some depth. Um, Great player. Mm-hmm. Um, I just personally think he's actually just going to straight retire because of the neck issues. The neck stingers. Be- being yeah. 33. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, to, to make this go as short as possible, I would just – I think it's time for to – let go yeah let go and again i agree i think he's just gonna retire he's not gonna go anywhere i mean they have a choice whether they want to cut poyer and just go completely like with the band-aid and go fresh or Mm -hmm. i just think they can't bring both of them back no they're not they're not young enough anymore unfortunately and that's the tough part about it daquan jones number two kind of mentioned him last week in a would you rather situation but yeah i'm bringing him back yeah Um, i think you need him i agree no defensive tackles with that oliver um i think he's a real difference maker I also think his market may not – I mean, he's 32, so maybe his market isn't that big. But it also could be a situation where, you know, 32 looking for that big con- last big con- you know, three-year right. contract. So I, I, I don't know about that, but, you know, one year, $7 million, $8 million, like I would just – I would write that off right now. Yeah, 100%. I agree. Leonard Floyd, he he says pay me the money if you want me to play here. Is that what he mm-hmm. said? Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, we can't pay you the money, so I think that's a walk, unfortunately. Walk, yeah, 100% yeah. walk. Because um, as much – as great as he was, he was a great service this year – you do have an expensive Von Miller contract in the same position who might be coming back to normal. So you might not lose too much there. I don't know if it's much of that other than he's 31. So he's going to be 32 during the season. Mm -hmm. He's had three straight seasons now of nine plus sacks this season, finally getting over that 10 sack, you know, that showed. Right. There's going to be someone that's going to pay him three years, $30 million for, for that production. And he's more than, you know, earned the, you know, to do to test the market. Yeah. Uh, but I just don't think the market's going to help the Bills resign him. Yeah. Not a bad player. Like, again. Right. He he had a great year again. Like you said, broke the barrier of 10 yeah. on the sack count. So, unfortunately, let walk there. Our buddy Tim Settle. What do you think? I'm leaning walk. Um, mm-hmm. I'd say 75-25 walk. 75-25. It matters what happens if Daquan. Like, if Daquan just leaves – then we got to bring it back. Because I'm, I'm up patch this together. Uh, Jordan Phillips, I'm all the way out. Yeah, no like, way, yeah. So I think he actually mm-hmm. might retire. He, he um, you know, insinuated that potentially in his um, end-of-season press conference. So Tim Settle, for me, I think 75-25 is the perfect way. Like, I could see a scenario where they bring him back, like, on a really cheap deal, just so they have yes. someone familiar with the system. system and you can get ha- new guys to plug in eventually. He's shown that mm-hmm. he's at least depth quality. But, like, again, but and also when you compare him to Puna Ford, I know I'm skipping Tyler Medikavich. Sorry. But I don't think we, yeah. Puna Ford 
I think it's better than Tim Settle, but I think the Bills value Tim Settle more than from the forward. So yeah, no, I would agree with you. I mean, I I would skip Tyler Medikevich too because I think I, he's a I would walk, say if Medikevich, I'm mm-hmm. I'm out. Yeah, but I mean. I wouldn't be surprised if he's brought back on like a really cheap one year, like one yeah, million. Just as deal. a depth guy to he's ride a the captain, bench. Yeah. Special teams, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. jazz. No, absolutely. Jordan Phillips I'm out on as well. Medikevich out on. Puna Ford keep, I think. What do you think? Like, I in mean general? I think, but yeah. I just don't think the Bills view him. I don't think the Bills don't, view him as that. He's not their starter guy. I don't even think it's that. I just I mean they, he he couldn't get he was getting scratched at occasional for, you know, Linval Joseph and yes. Tim Settle. And yeah. Jordan Phillips for that matter. So I just I, I don't know, I don't see it. Yeah, we'll get to Linval a little bit later here. But we're gonna go Dane Jackson next cornerback. Keeper let go. Um again, if he gets like a Levi Wallace type of contract, I think you gotta let him go because that's mm-hmm. too rich for me. But yeah, if we get bought back cheap, kinda again be that third, fourth outside corner. You see what you do with Bristol Douglas. See what happens with Trey White. Kyrie Elam's kind of... I, I know there, there's a lot of names at corner, but there isn't a lot of, like... Yeah. I guess, Gary... I mean, you, uh, you'd think Benford and Douglas would be the starters. Maybe you flip Elam. Maybe you cut Trey White. Trey White, his injury, you don't know how he's I just think Dane back. Jackson's yeah. a perfect depth corner, and we all know injuries happen. And he did come in and play very serviceably at the end of the season. Sure. So, and, I mean... And injuries happen, yeah. as, as we, you saw at the end of this year. So, um, yeah. Throughout the entire season on defense. Yeah. But, yeah, I agree with you on that. So, Terrell Dodson is next. He really came into his own this season. That's a tough let it walk for me. I don't think he's going to – I don't want him to walk, but I don't know what the Bills do in that situation. I agree. I think he's a walk um, mm-hmm. based off the market. Like, I think there's going to be kind of a niche market for him. Yeah. He showed the ability to play at a high level. I know he was PFF second highest graded linebacker. I know we don't buy he was. That. He was number one for a while. Right? Yeah, he, was he, a, he, he held was, the number one title for he, quite some he, time. He was up there, and he played really well. Credit to him. But I just think Terrell Bernard, Matt Milano, I think mm-hmm. Dorian Williams, you know, maybe Balen Spector – I think all four of those guys are on the roster, and they're probably going to expect Williams and Spectre to kind of take more of the Dotson role and take a jump. So I just think that with they're going to try and replace him with within. And I don't. I just think he'll. Vent, I think someone will pay him like six million dollars, and the bills will be out. Yeah. No. Definitely. I agree. Taylor Rapp. I was a hard out. I was too until like three weeks left in the year and he started playing and well he started and when they st- put Poirier in the linebacker spot and they kind of had mm-hmm. him as the third like i thought he made some nice plays obviously he had the interception that he ended up in, ending the season on because he got injured on yeah but uh, he laid I, it all on the line again 1.177 this year again if we get that kind of contract i think i would bring him back just because again a lot of unknown it's kind of a little bit like the defensive tackle situation a lot of unknown with the safety situation so Getting a guy that's been in the system for at least a year would not be the worst in the world. Yeah. No, I, I, I got you there. I 100% agree with you on Taylor Rapp. He did. He gave it all. He gave at the end of the season. That was it. He was done after that interception, but he ended it on that. Uh, next, Trent Shurfield. This is going to get interesting. Out. You let him You let him go right away? Not even a question. All right. All right. Are, Trent, you, you, are you keeping Trent Shurfield? I don't know. Do you keep da- Gabe Davis? We're going to talk about him. Well, I'm minute. asking you about Trent Shurfield right now. Well, if you lose Gabe Davis, you keep Trent Shurfield, in my opinion, maybe. I think you just let – well, I'm not going to say about anything about Davis, but get Trent Shurfield out of here. He's All right. trash. All right. He is. He isn't. He's not great, but, like, dude, if you need a pinch. Opportun- he, dude, what do you mean? He had an opportunity <laughs> to play against Kansas City and didn't make a single play. You got a point. He, yeah. he did his best Gabe Davis impression out there, so – yeah, but Gabe probably at least makes one of those deep ball catches. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. It was like a poor, poor man's Gabe Davis. It was. Yeah, no. Get get get, get him out. He's Re- out. Respectfully. Gone. Lador. All there. Right. Walk through it. David Edwards, guard. Oh, keep. I, I really like David Edwards. I he think did he was, I think he was really good as the sixth offensive lineman. Listen, the like, offensive line this season was the best it's been in a long well, time. I, I like mm-hmm. from the perspective. I liked him as the sixth offensive line, and the Bills lucked out. 
like none of their five starting offensive linemen got injured, missed a game. Like mm-hmm. I'm just saying, say right now, this isn't even a jinx. That ain't happening again. Yeah, like, that's rare, rare. And having a quality backup in David Edwards in case you know one of those guys in the interior gets banged up. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 yes. No, yeah, I I would keep 100 percent as I said. Offensive line depth wise is the best it's been. Um, that you you know a guy misses you don't miss a beat really with David Edwards there so I I was happy with that. Damian Harris running back got injured early in the season. We're really we were excited to see him at the start of the season be that replacement for Naheem Hines after his unfortunate jet skiing accident. But um, we you know we were we were at the game where he ran forty five times. We were like okay this guy's gonna bring some juice. Gets injured misses a, the majority of the season. What do you think? Out. Nope. Gone. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He's out. Same thing of Joseph. Linval out. out. Yeah. Linval Joseph out. AJ Epinesa. This is who I want to keep. I'm going to be honest with you. I want to keep Epinesa. I he's he's shown so much promise in this past season. Like he could grow into a great player after, you know, a couple years of mediocrity and just not showing a lot of improvement. He he really did this season. I think you keep him. What do you think? Um, it's going to come down to his market. To be honest, um, mm-hmm. I think, you think he's too expensive now with the season he had. Mm-hmm. Um. I think I would be in the three-year, 15, six, you know, five to six mil per year, kind of. But yeah. it gets seven to eight, I'm kind of out. Yeah. Um, He was really good, but he didn't stay healthy, unfortunately. I know that was kind of a freak injury, but it was. Yeah. at the end of the day, he didn't. And so I'm, I, don't, I don't know how comfortable I feel of the Bills kind of gambling on twelve, uh, like a 12-game sample size and paying a guy $8 million. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I lean towards out just based on, like, if – we think what the market's going to be. Um, mm-hmm. I just think that's a tough sell. Um, but going to Shaq Lawson, I'm out on him too. Yeah. I just think they just need a restart. You kind of got to rebuild, like, the defense. I I'm just going to say this mm-hmm. right now. They're going to spend significant assets on the defensive line. They need um, to. They're losing. Look at how they played in the playoffs. Well, that, was, that was garbage against Kansas City. They are losing 60% of their snaps that people play in the – well, I shouldn't say they're losing. People that are going to free agency are they're 60%. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, they, but I think both, I think Shaq, Shaq and Jordan Phillips, you know, thank you for coming back, but like, I think, just think you can improve those spots. Kingsley Jonathan, I think can step into that role. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. Tave, Latavius Murray. Yeah, I'm out. Out. Um, really good first half. Really poor me- second half of the season. Mediocre to poor yeah. second half. I just, again, sorry. I know. I don't well, Ty talk. Johnson took a spot. Yeah. Just yanked talking about Ty Johnson, mm-hmm. like two, um, I'd say keep Ty Johnson. Uh, yeah. Let Tave two. walk. Keep Ty Johnson. I'm mm-hmm. I'm on board with that. I'm, I'm keep Cam Lewis. I, I like him as kind of that nickel and a safety and special teamer. I just think he has a solid role. I yeah. Think he's solid. Do you keep Kyle Allen as a backup quarterback, or do you let him walk and get another one? Um. That's a tough question. Do you feel comfortable with Kyle Allen leading no. the season? Well, no. Right. I don't think a lot of people would say they're comfortable with their backup quarterback. Uh, I would draft one on day three and compete. I, like, I, I Sam guess Hartman? We, Notre Dame guy over there? I'm not saying – I don't think <laughs> Sam Hartman's very good. So no. Yeah, no. Yeah. I'm but, actually out on Sam Hartman other than <laughs> some of the people. I just don't think he's very good. I don't think – it's just this. That's another take. I just don't think he will translate very well to the NFL level. So I just think they should get a day three guy to compete, and whoever wins the job wins the job. And then Quentin Morris, I think, can keep – Tight end three, like, that's whatever to me. Um, yeah. Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis, very similar, to, in my opinion, to Adrian and Vanessa. Like, if the market isn't quite what it is, I'm more than okay bringing him back for seven, maybe $8 million. But if it's 10-plus, I'm out. And I think it's going to be 10-plus. Like, I'm sorry, this guy has had a couple – I mean, had the four touchdown game in the postseason, has had really good touchdown production throughout his entire career, and he's known as a very good player 
vertical threat and run blocker, and mm-hmm. those guys get paid. Like MVS signed a three-year, thirty million dollar contract. Yeah, and he was like, dropping was, balls in the end. That zone. was ten mil. Like I just don't think the Bills have ten million dollars to do that. No. Um, yeah. No, I agree with you. It's, and he's only twenty-five, so like he's young. Young. Yeah. I. I. As much as Gabe Davis has done so great for the Bills, I think. Um, he was the best when you had Emmanuel Sanders in there as well, Cole mm-hmm. Beasley in there as well. When he's your number two option, I, I don't think he's come through in the way that you expected. Maybe that's not on him. Maybe that's on the offense, like the system in general, right? You're, you're sure. switching just, it up. I just but. think he's uh, – what's it called? I think I think the best way to describe him is I think he's a limited route runner. Yes, I would agree with that. And I think you let him walk, save some money. Maybe this is where the draft wide receiver can get interesting. So Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, so those are the Bills free agents there. Uh, sign or let walk. A lot of them were let walk. Ne- so next, <laughs> save some money. Next pod, we'll probably discuss uh, who should they maybe cut. Who should they maybe? Yeah, I don't know. Someone who's not a free agent necessarily. Yes. What's going to go yes. on with them? So the bubble of the roster. The because the Bills are in cap hell. Like that is what they are in. So these conversations need to be had. Um, especially, you know, this is the easy one with the free agents. Oh, let them walk. You don't have to worry about anything. But when you're cutting people, you have to worry about salary and things along those lines still. Yes, so, absolutely. Um, that'll be interesting next week. <sighs> dread this time. Dread this time every podcast. we got to talk about the Sabres. Um, All right. I, 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 I have a take. <laughs> okay. I know we'll, we'll get back into the down three next pod, um, but I do have a take. Okay. So you and I were both at the game last night. Yes. 2-1-L, two, you know. 48 to, I don't remember the specific shots for Dallas off the top of my head, but 48 shots for the Sabres. Mm-hmm. Only one goal. So. The third period for me was spent getting certificates for my younger siblings for their first game. And, uh, oh, is that where you were? I was, it's like I was stalking you, but I knew yeah. where you were, and I was like, I don't think Joe did a seat. No, I was uh, not in my seat. So. Uh, 48 <laughs> to 30. <laughs> Most of the third period was not, so I was I was away. Um, I So... You know, I've already made the t- the you know the take that I think sarcastically cheering is significantly funnier than yeah doing. yeah right yes. The producer's I dying right now. I'm ready for this. What's can't going on? Stand. It pisses me off. I'm sorry for my language. When people just scream, shoot the puck. <laughs> That's what was happening behind me dude, too, dude. Oh my god, <laughs> that was That's like disgusting. I almost turned around at one point. And I was like, bro, they have 37 shots. or f- f- like. 45 minutes we have 15 minutes left in the game they have 37 shots they have one goal like i don't know maybe they should actually like overpass and like get a good look mm-hmm. like i'm sorry that's where like sometimes the shot and goals could be a little misleading sometimes it's because like the game was probably maybe i still think it favored the sabers but it was probably a little bit closer than like the attempts and the shots were because mm-hmm. i think dallas getting better opportunities but it's like oh my god every two seconds it was like shoot the puck yeah I was there with my girlfriend Morgan too. Behind us, it sounded like a rug rat. Like this, this woman just screaming, "Shut the pack!" I'm like, "Come on, what are we doing here?" And then like, "Let's go Buffalo!" I'm like, "What are you talking about? They're in the defensive zone. Like UPL is getting killed in there right now. Like, what are we talking about?" He actually had a great game. He was the he was the sprite the bright spot. Well, you know they have. I thought Cousins and Darlene actually had a really good game too as well. They did. Darlene was about to break his stick over his neck about eight times. Yeah, in play. Yeah, in play. During play. No, it was not a dead puck. I I just like. It was like actually when they scored two, it was like the person was like screaming, "Oh shoot it!" When Dowling had it from the point, I was like, "Why are we normalizing shoot the puck? Crappy point shots <laughs> as shooting the puck? Yeah, like, that's not unlike it's not. It's like and here's the thing too, awful. People do that with every sport. 
Basketball. Outside, half court. Shoot the ball. No. Like, we don't want – like, what are we talking about? I haven't bas- The last time I went to a basketball game was a few. Yeah, we went We went and saw Niagara storm the court uh, against Marist. So, that was that was yeah. crazy. Yeah. Beating a team that they're ahead of the standings, I think. Um, yeah. But I did uh, – it, it's very similar to – as a producer is flipping us off. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> um, no it's, it's, it's just – You know what's similar to? What? And it bothers me. I might get flamed for this. <laughs> Going to Bills game and every time there's a penalty on the Bills, what is that? People just complain, complain. It's like it's clearly pass interference was like, on Dane Jackson. Yeah. Like there's no question. About it's like it. it's like, like, like come on. What are we doing here? Like that was that was holding. Like, yeah, yeah. He's got his jer- he's got his hand in his jersey. That's holding. Like, I understand. Like if there's no penalty and there should have been, I that's okay. As fandom, we're not going to be objective all the time, but it's like it would be refreshing to not have to go to a Sabres game when just like. I don't know. We've heard another one when you and I went one time. Grab his blanket, twist uh, it. Yeah. yeah. Not going to let that rip on the pod, but geez, yeah. that was another one just annoying, wouldn't stop behind us. It makes you really want to just get up and just say something back to them. I, I really do. But I, I held it and in. And you're both Sabres fans, but it's like, are you really going to argue over that? But I was like, I don't know, man. Like, this is kind of like, it's, it, was, it was bothering me. Like, I'm bringing it up right now. Like, like, nearly 24 hours later, like, it was really bothering me. I was mm-hmm. like, dude, like, I am watching the game. And every time there's a pass in the zone, the person could be, like, one stride into the zone. It's like, shoot the puck. It's like, dude, Jake Ottinger is, like, on fire. Like, we're just going to pepper him with, like, uncontested yeah. point shots. That's like, Darlene that's was hesitating work. to let the defense kind of clear out the area at one point. And um, I hear shoot it. I'm like, he just got past the blue monster. What are we talking about? It's just so ridiculous. Well, the best part is, though, and we'll talk about the actual save at this point. The best point is when they say shoot the puck, the person shoots the puck and it gets blocked. Yes. And they go, well, why did that happen? I was like, because you want him to shoot the puck. Yeah. What do you want? Do you want him to block the shot or do you want him to make it? Don't like, shoot it. It's like, what do you want them? To, it's like, wow. Like, from our point of view, like, it's not on ice. So, like, we don't know if there's someone. It's just like, it, it bothers that on me. But talking about the Sabres. I thought it was a good performance, even though they lost. Like it was a better, it was a very boring game, though. I will say that not a lot of action. Oh yeah, yeah. I, it was sure. tough. We've been to games where I couldn't stop standing up and freaking out because it was so high action back and yeah, forth. Yeah, you were just screaming shoot the puck the whole time. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I was just screaming shoot the puck the whole time. Um, this this game, I'm sitting there yesterday. It's it's five minutes so into whistles. the third quarter. The first quarter or first period. God, I'm on football like you. The first period. I'm sitting there. It's 11:49 for like five minutes. 11:49 left in the period. I'm like, are we are we stopping the game? Like, what is going on here? It felt like the second period should have been over by the time the first ended because no, it, it just kept it was... stopping the clock. But yeah, I, it was a better performance from the Sabers. It was a boring performance from the Sabers because the goaltending on both sides was just decent. Sure, I thought you EPL know? was really solid. Obviously, Andrew's still a show. I thought Darlene looked really well. Um, it's because he played one. with actual all stars. He had yeah. to, you know, he's he's he had to play up to competition for once. And so. Cousins looked real. I mean, that line of Cousins, Benson, and Paterka, that was the best line out of both teams. So mm-hmm. I saw someone walking around with an Eichel jersey with Benson taped on the back, in the C taped over Savage. with white duct tape. I'm like, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, but I mean, it's it, you, uh, you know, it's February. It was February sixth. Like, it's just not in the. You know, realm for moral victories. You know, you gotta you gotta find a way to get. You're more. You're about 10, 10 or more games out of the playoffs. Ten. They they were ten points. Yeah, ten points. Ten points out of the playoffs. You gotta win. You have you're to at win. home. You're at home. 
granted, it didn't feel like it. There were more Stars fans there than Sabres fans. Oh, my fans. God, the National Anthem. Stars! Yeah, the whole time. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, it's not even like we're at a home crowd. It's like when you go to... You like, can go to KeyBank as an away fan and not worry about getting mugged. I think like come on, like, you know what I mean. <laughs> I do think like in hockey it's a little different than football, but sure. You know what I mean, like but no, I agree. I'm it's not... just I don't know. I, it was not a not a great environment yesterday. But two two things to know, and then I have I have a Super Bowl thing I wanted to get to. Okay, and then we can leave. Uh, is it Brock Purdy looking like Lee Harvey Oswald? Because that came out. Tonight. Did you see <laughs> that, was that funny. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> what are what are they thinking? Someone Go ahead. someone quoted tweeted that was like, yeah, he's similar to him. Like he needed more than one person to help him. <laughs> oh my god! But Jack Two. went out Ugh. six to eight months of surgery. Really unfortunate. Kind LBI. A lawsuit. Yeah, whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> Lower body injury. Yeah, just tell the surgeon. Yeah, my LBI is out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. The, uh, the surgeon's like, you mean LBS? Do you have a little pressure? Yeah. <laughs> But that's really unfortunate. Lost in firm. And then Matias Samuelson. Uh, Blessing in disguise. A, you, uh, upper body injury. Yeah, UBI. UBI. <laughs> yeah, UBI. LBI, UBI. Uh, for the year. At least we get to see Ryan Johnson now full time. Uh, I just don't know what to say about uh, Matias Samuelson. Just has not been able to stay healthy first year in a, uh, of the seven-year contract. So, yeah. Um, I feel like they're just kind of stuck with that contract. Like I think that's a negative asset um, mm-hmm. for sure. And um, – I don't think I think a lot of people expected him to maybe become the future number three, you know, behind uh, Power and Darlene. That I mean, he listen, he's still a very good defensive defenseman, but like he just has never been able to uh, pass the puck, transition the puck with any consistent success, and he doesn't provide a lot of offense. So yeah, um, it's just kind of limited his. I, I think it's kind of the similar when he got drafted of saying that he was a high floor, low ceiling defenseman. And that's kind of what he's turned out to be. And listen, there's nothing wrong with being a bomb pair defenseman and having a solid one like Samuelson's not bad, but when you can't stay healthy, then there's a problem. And when you're paid like a top four defenseman, that that's when there is a, yeah. Yeah. That's when there's a situation. And I, I remember you texted when that happened and I immediately thought to myself, is this a blessing in disguise for those guys coming up? Like Ryan Johnson. They're really bad at a film. I think uh, I'm sorry. They were really good without him. They, like, they it was were. like the inverse of last year. Yeah. That's what I'm going to talk about. Like, they were like 7 1 and 0 or whatever. No, they were. They still can't do anything on the power play, though, which kind of sucks. I thought it was better yesterday, though. A little they, bit. They scored. I thought it was a little bit. I and mean, they had that one really bad moment, which is like, oh, fast. Well, it's because Granado's got the little bug in his ear saying, You're going to be fired. You're going to be fired. You're going to be fired. <laughs> you got to do something on the power play. Yeah. That's, that's what's um, happening. So. But next game, Saturday against St. Louis at home. Mm-hmm. They're home against LA on Tuesday. Obviously, we have the pod Wednesday. So, two more games. Uh, two games to preview, uh, I should say. Not for you to review next week. Let's not even pick like no, like no. keep not picking, but, but let's hope for a win. So to end the pod, Super Bowl. I want. I want I'm not talking about Super Bowl. Okay. Super Bowl theme. Okay. Because we talked a little bit about before this about Super Bowl squares. Yes. I think they're the most gambling I do. Like, mm-hmm. I guess you consider them gambling, right? Yeah. No, you are taking a gamble. You're putting money on the line, and you get a payout if you win. But if not, you lose your mm-hmm. money. Yeah. So I I have two questions. Okay. What is the worst combination of numbers? Like, if you like, if you like, like the person sends, like, hey, happy Super Bowl Sunday, like, this is the, the, the squares, and it's like, your two numbers. What do you like? You know, three, three. Hmm, really? I'm eking at that. Really? Yeah. Why? Okay, so the Chiefs and 49ers are high scoring teams. I'm using this year as an example. Okay. Odds are. There's going to be more than three points each scored in the first quarter or whatever. You know what I mean? 
Like that. I mean, that's it could be what, three three. Yeah, it could be, but like the chances are low with these two teams the way they score. I guess that, you know I what guess, I mean. Like that's kind of. I guess three three isn't a great. I, I don't know. I don't know about that, man. I see. You like three three? You want three three? I'm not saying I enjoy having five five is terrible. Producer just threw up two fives. That's bad. Oh, five mm-hmm. five is the five five is actually the worst one. Six six. That'd be terrible too. No six six. You can get to six six. Sixteen sixteen. Just two field goals. Sixteen six. Five five is terrible. Five five right. is bad. Mm-hmm. Anything of anything. At three three. I'm still kind of mad. That it. might just be me, this but I don't know. Anything that isn't like easily divisible, like any number, like that isn't a divisible combination by, of numbers that yeah. isn't divisible by seven or three is trash. Mm-hmm. Five. Like five, <laughs> not a great number because your only option really to get to five is thirty five. Mm-hmm. But if it's thirty five, thirty five, that's a high scoring game. Yeah. And you know, there's not a lot of options. Like nine, not a great number because either you get three field goals, maybe you get lucky with a PD. But if you just say it's seven and three points the whole time, like. That's a trash number. Like, that's trash. Mm-hmm. Two is bad. Two is a terrible number. Because mm-hmm. you need safety. Two is bad. 12 isn't good because that's four field goals. Mm-hmm. I know it, I, you could make it, but like, 22 isn't good. 32 ain't good. Mm-hmm. 42 is six touchdowns. That's rare in a Super Bowl. So, like, hey, two, the Bills got I that think, against I, the Titans I last year. I think individually, two is awful. You know what's really underrated? Hmm. Zero. I think zero is the best number. Right. 20. I just think zero is the Anything. Zero. Yeah. Zero. No points. Yeah. Like, z- having zero in your thing is like, that. that's amp. Mm-hmm. You start, I mean, you start off a winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they don't score, if there's no scoring first quarter and you got zeros in the first, that that's kind of a win there. And then my, my second kind of question, um, what what is your optimum breakdown of the pot? Like, some people like it mm. first, second, third are all like, I mean, I, I'm just paraphrasing numbers here but all three are 100 and then the fourth quarter is 200 right some people like it as like the first quarter is 75 the third quarter is 75 but half times 100 fourth quarter is 200 so like it's okay. more for halftime compared to that one some people also include at the end like 25 bucks for like the inverse so like if it, if the score ended what 26 13 but you had the opposite total yeah you get twenty five bucks at the end, like you get. Inverse. I like that. That that I do like. But, but what is your optimum breakdown? I kind of like it where it all culminates in the fourth quarter. You just like all for the line, yeah. Kinda like you mm-hmm. get you get a solid payout for the first, second, third, but like it doesn't matter it, which quarter you win. Yeah. But like fourth quarter is like you gotta win this. Yeah, match. yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. That's how I've al- always done it. I guess you yeah. know. I've never really tried any other way. I like the other way too because like I just think halftime means a little bit more. Like I mean, halftime your thirty minute halftime show. Like I just think it means a little bit more than the first and third quarter. Yeah. See, the first quarter, the first quarter, the reason why the first quarter should always be like the lowest is because the first. I mean, obviously it's only fifteen minutes in the game, but it's so. If you get a bad number, mm-hmm. like it's so clunky to get like that. Like a, a if you get like a five like as we just said like there's no way in the first quarter there's gonna be somehow unless there's a safety and a field goal like there's no way you're gonna get like five like any thing i mean like this is the bad yeah. number no you're absolutely right i i agree um i'll have to try it the other way my family though at halftime our big thing we do a texas hold'em tournament <laughs> so like we we got the ton of us that's more what we're focused on at halftime because then we so, etch names into trophies so and you stuff. gamble we, and then you really gamble yeah <laughs> then we give the fantasy trophy away all that that's kind of the super bowl squares get take a second heat at at halftime so that's why just normal until the fourth quarter works with me yeah. you know i like that but and then what's your optimum you said five bucks would be your optimum price right five for one two for ten like that kind of stuff well i mean it's the same thing yes i mean you just would be putting ten bucks into the, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i think ten, i think the max is like 
a ton of square. Like ten a square would be like my max. Depends on how big the pot is for ten a square. Like if there's a lot of people doing it in well, the pot. If it's ten a square, you would think that they would fill up all. Well, that's what I'm saying. No, I'm just saying. I'm saying if it's ten a square, you think they like you don't need two people. You don't need to do like two for ten to fill up the board. Like the board will be filled one for ten. You know what I'm talking about? Sure, I guess you could do two for like 20, in a bigger though. pool. Yeah, some like, but but like if you just put ten bucks in for one square and everyone else finds a way to, even if it's not a hundred people, like it gets all filled. That's that's a grand. Yeah, well, that's a pretty significant payout. Yeah, I gotta start doing those. I got ta- a bunch of texts about Super Bowl squares. Even you before the show asked. So I know yeah. we got We got to get that going. But let us know how you do Super Bowl squares. Let us know in the comment section or let, let, also let us know on like fun topics to rant about, like. You know, with the Bills kind of taking the backseat you know, right now. We got lucked out again today that, like, they had news. We're kind of trying to manufacture content and the Sabres. Um, just kind of really depressing to talk about. But, like, heck, we last just, year, this time, talked, the Sabres could carry a full episode. Not yeah, this year. Heck, I think we just <laughs> talked about Super Bowl squares for, like, the last seven. Like, so anything like sports later, that's just like, I know we, in the beginning of the pod, as many of you listeners know, we talked for boxing. But no. well, none of us, not either Joe and I, are, like could carry a conversation in boxing. But we could carry a conversation in other sports. So yeah, let us know. Let us know. We're gonna get some guests on too. If you have any guests you'd like us to try and get, let us know. We are in the off season. It is crazy. We're feeling it. We'll feel it after the Super Bowl too. We have a Super Bowl pregame show coming to you this weekend. So we're excited to do that. Hopefully, one of these years we get to do one with the Bills in it. But that's neither. Hopefully, here we or get there. to do a betting on the Bills. Come on, Joe. What? A betting on the Bills episode. For the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, that would be great to carry a betting on the Bills the entire season instead of stopping at someone. Stopping after the division. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, so we'll see if if that happens in years to come. We'll have to wait and see. But you can hear everything right here on the Buffalo Neat Podcast today. Um, You know, we're just trying out the new equipment. Hope you liked it. We're going to keep it going, keep upgrading, keep going. And, you know, we'll we'll, hope you stick around for the offseason because – as we all know, it can be tough around here with the depressing sabers. But anyway, that's going to do it for this edition of the Buffalonian Podcast. I'm Joe Kelly. As always, I'm joined by Dom Loss. Thank you to our producer, Mooch, for everything you do behind the scenes. Dom, how do you always end these, buddy? Go Bills, baby. Go Bills. Catch you before Super Bowl Sunday.